President Duterte's decision to grant absolute pardon to convicted killer Joseph Scott Pemberton, condemned by the victim's family and government's critics. The chief executive says the Philippines has flattened the COVID-19 curve as the number of cases continue to drop in recent days. And senators frown on the president's insistence and battled Health Secretary Francisco Duque's stay in his post. Good afternoon. I'm Karina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. We begin with the outrage over President Rodrigo Duterte's decision to grant convicted killer Joseph Scott Pemberton absolute pardon. The family of Pemberton's victim, transgender woman Jennifer Laude, calls Pemberton's pardon a sign of the Philippines' subservience to the U.S. Their lawyer insisting the good conduct time allowance law or the basis for Pemberton's early release should not have been applicable in the first place. Attorney Virginia Suarez adds for all of Duterte's rants against the U.S., his move to grant the U.S. Marines pardon shows that he's all talk and no action. Sa kabilangan ng mga rant niya, hindi naman niya binago yung foreign policy. Puro lang salita, but there was never any action. In fact, sa gitna ng pandemya, what he did, nangutang pa siya ng pera para pangbili ng armas. At tuloy-tuloy ang deals no, para bumalik ang mga sundalong Amerikano sa Subic para gawin ulin port. If Pemberton was invoking or was saying he has that good conduct, why has he not apologized? There is no requirement for the law. Uh, for Pemberton to apologize, yes, there is no requirement of law. That is not a requirement of the law. But I guess that's a requirement of good moral and right conduct. Another Lauda family lawyer, attorney Romel Bagara, says there is no proof Pemberton has met the specific requirements for the GCTA law. He adds, they should have given the opportunity to contest Pemberton's, or they should have been given the opportunity to contest Pemberton's records in court. We're talking about the GCTA. Yeah, so many Filipino um, convicts have applied for it, and not not too many have actually been granted the privilege. Mm. Uh, but here, he was given a fast lane. So how can uh, the president say that he was not treated fairly? It's totally arbitrary. It's it's t it totally goes against uh, any sense of uh, you know what's proper and what's just for a case like this. So. You, you, you see here, uh, if you look at the bigger picture, uh, the government uh, tries to protect sovereignty in the South China Sea by, by bargaining sovereignty. But you can't do that. You know, if you want to, f to protect sovereignty, you have to fight for it. The logic behind the president's controversial move, he says, there was no clear record of Pemberton's behavior behind bars before or after his conviction. Therefore, he should be presumed to have good character. Walang record kasi yung lugar alin doon na nagdetenado si Pemberton sa Marines, sa Garrison. Ang Marines never kept a record of the hindi trabaho ng Marines yan na magbantay kasi hindi yan sila BGMP o tagamunting lupa. Pagkaganon, hindi kasalanan ni Pemberton. He is not required to keep his record of his own. He was recommended to be released. I-release mo. 
President Duterte added Pemberton was not treated fairly. Pemberton's lawyer, Attorney Rowena Garcia Flores, says the American Marine may walk free by Friday. This is they begin processing the documents for his release. Pemberton's camp also thanked the president for the absolute pardon. I'm very thankful um, to our president for um, giving this pardon. And um, I would like to also thank him for um, applying the law to Pemberton and um, the principle that in case of doubt, then a prisoner should be given the benefit of the doubt. And that's under the law too. So it's not as if um, the president was um, uh, giving extremely special uh, treatment to Pemberton, but in case of a gray area, he had to comply and decide in accordance with the general principles of law as well. What I can assure you is that he will not be spirited away from the country mm. and he will comply with whatever requirement there is before he goes out of the country. Philippine lawmakers and progressive groups denouncing Duterte's move to pardon the former U.S. Marine who killed Filipino transgender woman Jennifer Laude. Opposition lawmaker and human rights advocate Edse Lagman asserts there is no just and valid reason for the president's move. He insists the board of pardons and parole created by Congress should be the one recommending to the president who is deserving of executive clemency. Women's Party List Group Gabriela, meanwhile, says the president has committed treason and disrespected the Philippine justice system. LGBTQ plus group Bahaghari says there can be no justice for Jennifer Laude as long as Pemberton walks free and military agreements with the United States stand. Youth group Kabataan Party List calls the pardon not only a betrayal of Laude's memory, but also an affront to the country's sovereignty and the dignity of the Filipino people. The Philippines has flattened the COVID-19 curve. That's according to President Duterte, who said the community quarantine implemented by the government caused less people to be infected with the novel coronavirus. He hailed local officials who strictly enforced health protocols and the public for following them. But he also urged the public to remain vigilant as a threat of the disease is still present. The coronavirus curve flattened meaning to say that there are now less uh, people with uh, contaminated uh, uh, disease called COVID-19. No significant contamination has been noted by government. This means that the government effort that were guided by the best interest of public health and the crucial data provided by medical science paid off. The Philippines reported more than 1,300 new COVID-19 cases on Monday. That's the lowest since July 15th. This brings the total number of infections to 238,727, while the death toll is now at nearly 3,900. 
The Labor Department pushing to ease the deployment ban on Filipino workers, make that Filipino nurses. Labor Secretary Silvestre Bellio III says they have requested the interagency task force to allow nurses who have completed deployment papers as of August 31 to be allowed to leave the country for overseas employment. Previously, only those who had documents finished by March 8th were allowed to go. Bellio says they expect to get a response from the IATF this week. From the figures given by Administrator Olaya, mm -hmm. assuming that we will allow the deployment of those who completed their papers as of August 31, we will only be deploying about 1,200 pass. Alam mo, we have to consider quality. Ang apprehension kasi ng Department of Health is most of those we deploy are those skilled and experienced. Kaya ang story nila, baka maiwan sa atin yung mga baguhan, wala pang experience. And considering that we are under a very serious health crisis, kailangan talaga siguraduhin natin na meron tayong mga medical workers na over attend to our countrymen. Bellio, meanwhile, says most Filipino nurses bound for the UK initially barred from leaving the Philippines have been allowed to leave. The Labor Secretary says it was a matter of an oversight on the side of make-that-immigration officials when they recently prevented seven Filipino nurses from going to the UK. There are now more than 7,300 health workers infected with COVID-19 here in the Philippines. That's according to the latest report from the health department, but more than 6,600 of them have already recovered. The death toll, meanwhile, remains unchanged at 40. Health Undersecretary Maria Rosario Vergera says there are some delays in the data on health workers because they are still waiting for official documents like death certificates. A local think tank believes the proposed 2021 budget isn't enough to help the Philippines recover from the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Saiza Suzara, the executive director of the Institute for Leadership, Empowerment and Democracy, or ILEAD, says next year's spending plan remains heavily focused on priorities that have nothing to do with battling COVID-19. It's the same old priorities of government pre-pandemic um, that we find in the national budget. Um, what are those exactly? First is the heavy focus on the infrastructure program, which is of um, the Build, Build, Build program. Second is, um, apart from the increases in the budgets of the DPWH and the DOTR, what we've seen are increases in the budgets of the, um, the police and the military, which go way beyond the budget of the Department of Health. One wonders if um, this budget, as it was proposed by the executive, would actually help the country recover. Because for one, um, there will be no more... Um, um, social amelioration program in the budget of um, the DSWD. There's um, very um, minimal uh, increase in the budget of Dole, which um, could help um, the which could help in terms of wage subsidies for um, displaced workers. Um, there's very little budget as well for the DTI, which as you know, is the forefront agency for um, supporting MSMEs. Now called to order. Suzada also questioned the House of Representatives' sincerity in having the public participate in the budget hearings through social media. 
obviously, um, not everyone in the Philippines um, have access to social media. And um, definitely, um, this already excludes um, the grassroots who actually are underserviced and who needs to be um, served by the Philippine budget. If um, there's real um, intent to allow citizens to participate and um, propose their own projects, then that would be best done during the budget preparation process when there's actually um, more time to deliberate on it. There'll be more time for um, government agencies to actually consult um, CSOs, consult people's organizations. President Duterte reiterates his trust in embattled Health Secretary Francisco Duque III in his address Monday night. The president again vouched for Duque despite calls for his resignation over corruption allegations at state insure PhilHealth and the country's COVID-19 response. Secretary Duque, this is not the time for you to resign. I have full trust in you. What matters is your corruption. Pero kung hindi ka korap, wala ka namang you do not have any reason to resign. Several senators, however, are not happy with Duterte's continued support for Duque. Senate President Vicente Soto III says Duterte should talk to lawmakers and not just listen to excuses. He also suggests Executive Secretary Salvador Medialdea to have the president read the Senate's report on the PhilHealth scandal. Senator Panfilo Lacson, meanwhile, says Monday night's address showing Duque and Justice Secretary Minato Guevara, whose agency is investigating the PhilHealth mess together, Looked like the president was clearing Duque of any wrongdoing. Lakson now says the public must keep a close eye on how the DOJ-led task force will be treating the Senate's report. Bacolod City and Lanao del Sur in the Philippines revert back to a stricter, modified, enhanced community quarantine amid a rise in COVID-19 cases there. President Duterte on Monday approved the recommendations from the National Task Force Against COVID-19, which also said it is looking to normalize the situation in those areas before the end of this month. Isa sa mga rekomendasyon po ng National Task Force ang uh, iangat po ng... Uh nang uh, i-escalate po natin ang uh, quarantine control ng Lanao del Sur at saka po ng uh, Bacolod. Ang Bacolod din po yung critical care capacity niya ay talagang nagiging critical na po. Uh, sa ngayon po, uh, pupunta po kami bukas sa Bacolod para po matulungan ang paggawa uh, pag, uh, ng mga quarantine facilities. Meanwhile, the task force welcomed the recent assessment of UP experts indicating a flattening of the pandemic curve in Metro and Mega Manila. But Chief Implementer Secretary Carlito Galvez said aggressive testing and isolation efforts should still go on to see continued decrease in infection. Almost 30 percent sa buong Metro Manila ang bumaba ng active cases. At nakita natin uh, yung ating new cases uh, na tumaas na almost 7,000. Ngayon bumababa na po na, na nag-average na po na 1,900, 2,000. Malaking improvement po ito. Mas na rin ang uh, consciousness ng ating mga mamamayan ay talagang uh, nag-ano sila ng uh, face shield at face mask kaya bumaba po ang nakita ting reproduction. Pero yun po, tinatawag natin uh, uh, optimism with caution. Dapat i-caution pa rin natin na uh, huwag tayong magkumpiyansa. 
The body of a crew member recovered from a livestock vessel that sank off southwestern Japan last week has been identified as Filipino. The body was found Friday and later declared dead by a doctor in Japan. Meanwhile, the Japanese Coast Guard is expected to resume its sea and aerial search today, Tuesday, for the rest of the missing crew of the Gulf Livestock One. Rescue workers failed to find any survivor or remains last Monday. The two Filipinos have been rescued so far. The freighter was carrying over 30 Filipino and four other foreign crew members when it left New Zealand for China last August 14. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay safe, everyone, and stay with the news channel.